Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to Johnny really B Show, 102.5 The Bone. Monday night, we're live. 8.33 in the p.m. Eastern Standard Time. In case you're listening, morning drive in Hawaii. I know you're out there. We have people to listen also in uh, California and Arizona, Will. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Pretty nuts, man. Uh, so thank you. We uh, we appreciate you folks listening from all over the country. Phone lines are uh, open, but I'm not going to give them to you because we're going to be busy for a little while on the phones as we go to the hotline now. We're lucky to have this season and hopefully moving forward from A to Z Sports, our good buddy, our beat writer, Evan Winter, is on the hotline. Hey, Evan, what's up, pal? Gentlemen, what's up? Hey, I didn't know it was uh, nicknamed or renamed to Johnny B Coast to Coast, actually. That's pretty awesome. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, it should be. You know what I mean? If we can't be syndicated, you know, then might as well just act like it. So it's fine. Exactly. Go big or go home. Ha, ha, ha. That used to be uh, the synopsis to my Tinder profile. Anyway, Evan, uh, <laughs> yesterday's game was uh, what what I thought it was going to be, and I'm sure what you, what you thought it was going to be and what a lot of people hoped it would be. And that is uh, the starters uh, not playing the entire game and a lot of them not playing mm-hmm. any of the game. And also, also us losing to the Atlanta Falcons. I, I kind of saw that coming. Um, you know, obviously that's not a big deal. I, I know a lot of people are freaking out a little bit over it. You know, like, well, oh, Tom Brady, his first losing season. Uh, you know, so I don't know. I think seven uh, seven rings probably would quell any disappointment he may have in his heart for a, a losing season. But uh what did you think about yesterday's game? What was your takeaways? Yeah, so real quick, isn't it wild that Tom Brady's worst season of his pro career as a starting quarterback ended in a playoff appearance and a division title no matter what? Yes, <laughs> yes. Of, that, just, that just shows, like, even when he has a bad year, it's a good year. But anyways, um, right. I mean, honestly, honestly, the biggest takeaway from yesterday is uh, Robert Haney's injury. You know, Todd Bowles alluded to it today. Um, you know, it sounded like he was just more dealing with soreness then an actual injury. He didn't really confirm whether an MRI was required or not. But, I mean, if you're looking at yet another offensive line injury, especially to a starter, and you're talking about shuffling Nick Leverett over to center and then bringing back in, you know, Luke Gadecki at left guard, that's likely going to be your starting unit against the Mike Parsons pass rush, even if Parsons doesn't play on the inside and rushes outside. <coughs> excuse me. It's still going to take away. You know, you're going to have to put extra resources on the outside, which means it's going to take away from the inside, blah, 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 all that stuff. So um, I think easily, you know, the biggest takeaway is just simply the, the injury to Robert Hainsey. And you got to hope that, you know, he makes it through the week and can play on Sunday. Um, but in terms of, you know, just what we saw in, in the game, uh, I thought the offense looked okay with Tom Brady, you know, um, looked a little lethargic at times. You know, him and Chris Godwin were on their connection. That was good. Uh, the running game still struggled. And then on defense, I really don't know what was going on on defense. You were, I mean, granted, yes, you know, it's a different scenario. It's, you know, playing starters, taking them out, so on and so forth. But the defense just did not look very coordinated. You know, came up with a good, good couple of stops. But overall, you know, 
as as bad as the Cowboys looked, I still think you've got a lot of questions going into this game, and you know, obviously, it all starts on offense. Yeah, I um, I mean, I, I am more optimistic after the last couple of weeks, seeing that the offense can kind of click when they need to, and also seeing the Cowboys not playing really the kind of football that would that should frighten the Bucks too much, and and not just. Yesterday, yesterday was uh, probably the worst game. The, fir- the second worst game is probably week one against the Bucks. But the last few weeks, I haven't really seen a Cowboys team that, that's impressed me. I mean, they get beat by the Jaguars with a pick six to end the game. Um, their defense, I mean, you talk about this pass rush. Uh, th- this pass rush has only had, I think, five or six sacks in the last five games where they were leading the league in the first few weeks of the season in sacks. So, They've kind of fallen off big time to be not even not, not even average, but one of the worst as far as uh, pass rush in the last month or two since uh, Thanksgiving. So with that, that makes you a little bit more confident. Even with Micah Parsons, you go, where's the pass rush? Where's it at? You know, it's gotten to the point where Micah Parsons isn't even being talked about for defensive player of the year. It's going to be Bosa for sure now. So, I mean, that makes me a little confident. Also, Dak Prescott. Kind of looks like the, like dog crap right now. Like he's he's throwing the ball a little like Aaron Rodgers has been throwing the ball lately. Just not seeing safeties, not seeing like simple zone coverages and throwing right into them. I don't know. Like I know I I called the rope a dope when it comes to the Bucks, and I look kind of smart, you know, with that game going into Carolina. <laughs> but I mean, they rope a doped all the way to the second half, though. I didn't want them to do that. But uh, if the Cowboys are doing it, they're doing it brilliantly because right now their offense. Looks as bad as the Bucks offense has looked lately, and that to me that gives me confidence. Because if I have to put the Bucks defense versus the Cowboys defense in a playoff scenario, I'll take the Bucks in a playoff scenario. Their defense has shown to be better in the playoffs, even last year. And obviously, we know what they did in twenty twenty in the playoffs. The defense took that whole you know postseason over, and the Cowboys defense mm, they they look a little. A little uh, lackluster, a little lethargic, a little uh, porous. What do you think there? Yeah, seriously, at this point, you have to be legitimately concerned if you're a member of the Cowboys or a Cowboys fan, and you have to be extremely excited if you're a Buccaneers fan or a member of the Buccaneers franchise going into this game. There is a legit concern about how ready Mike McCarthy and even Dan Quinn has this team ready when it comes to, and I'm talking about the Cowboys, obviously, um, but just to make it clear, You've got to wonder how how ready does he really have these guys when it comes to performing in a big game? I mean, you think about last year's loss to the 49ers in the playoffs, you know, in Dallas. You know, you think about the season opener to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. Think about last year's, and that's the thing, too, is it really seems like Todd Bowles has something on this team in terms of the Cowboys as well as just the Bucks in general because you look at the last two matchups, even though they were season openers, so – while coaches don't spend their entire offseason game planning for the first game of the, of the season, they definitely have more time to, you know, figure out what they're going to do. Yeah, I mean, you've got to feel good going into this game. <laughs> the crazy part about last week is Tampa Bay didn't have anything to play for. The Cowboys had something to play for. They would have, you know, gotten the number one seed if they beat the Commanders and the Eagles lose, and they come out and they play like that. So, yeah, at this point, I mean, there's no reason to really dread going into this week. And we've talked about it before. The one thing that can really level the playing field when it comes to all the Buccaneers' dis- uh, dysfunction and inefficiency is a bad coaching staff. You know, we saw we saw them sweep the Saints, bad coaching staff. 
you know, saw him beat a few others um, this year that were bad coaching staffs. And you could argue that the Cowboys, even though Dan Quinn's defense has been pretty good all year long, and, you know, he's had a lot of success, and Mike McCarthy's a Super Bowl winning head coach, you could easily argue at the end of the day that they're not a very good coaching staff. So, you know, penalties are going to be a big deal, too. The penalties killed the Cowboys last year. They've been bad all, the, all year this year. So there's a lot to like going into this week, that's for sure. Now, I, d- I did see Todd Bowles today. You know, he was asked immediately about Ryan Jensen, and he deflected like he did last week and said, you know, mm-hmm. we, we don't know. It's, it's too early to tell and, you know, blah, 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 coach speak. What are your feelings on that? I mean, have you seen – any footage of him in practice that might make you optimistic that he shows up? Because if he, if he plays on Sunday, that is a huge game changer. Yeah, for sure. Especially, Monday, you know, I'm going sorry, back Monday. to what – Yeah, well, and, I mean, it's big, too, especially if Hainsey doesn't go like we just talked about a second ago. But, yeah, I, it's been one of the weirder things throughout the entire year. And, honestly – in recent history of me covering the sport that I can remember, I've never remembered a team being this tight lipped about an injury really in quite some time. And like, what is, what is the competitive advantage? Like right. you put him on IR to start the season. It's not like he could just hop in, you know, the lineup some, some week and you're, you're not being coy by not revealing the injury. We all know he like even Todd Bowles said when it first happened, he's going to be out for quite some time. We're looking at November, December. So you know, I, I don't understand why it's so safeguarded. Maybe Jensen just doesn't want it getting out because he's a 31-year-old center who, you know, signed a three-year contract, and he, maybe he doesn't want any kind of future ramifications from it. I, I don't know, but it's so weird, man. And no, I haven't seen really anything um, that indicates that he's going to play this week. Um, you know, it's still early; it's only Monday. Obviously, we still got a long way to go, but. Uh, and but the thing is, is his his 21 day practice window. It was opened up on the 28th. I think the 17th is the last day that it can stay open. And if they don't activate him to the 53, granted they could always make him inactive on game day. Um, but if they don't activate him to the 53 by the end of that 21 day practice window, then they got to put him on season ending IR, which means he doesn't come back at all. So. You know, they got to figure out something quick, no matter what. I don't want to say I know something, but I'm, you know, I'm gonna throw this out there. Maybe it's the classic injury rope dope, baby. You know, uh, they, oh look, I'm hurt, everybody. I'm walking around with the knee brace on. Boom, he shows up 100 percent on Monday night, and we just blow these guys out. We just run the ball up the gut with Rashad White the whole time, and and uh, and then they laugh all the way to the bank. Probably not, but I will say, it being a when I heard it was a Monday night game. My first thought was that's an whole, that's a whole extra day for people to get healthy, including yep. Ryan Jensen, Robert Hainsey, Carlton Davis, these guys that are banged up. That that's a whole extra day, which is massive uh, on any week of the NFL season, but especially in the playoffs when you need them the most. So uh, that is exciting. Uh, if you're just tuning in, by the way, we're listening uh, to our buddy Bucks beat writer Evan Winter from A to Z Sports. Follow him on A to Z Sports. Will, do you have a, anything for Evan? I see you over there digging into your notes. Well, I missed the game because I was traveling. Drunk. I was very – no, I wasn't drunk. I was driving. <laughs> right. I better not have been drunk. So I actually didn't see the game at all. The thing that I, I, I notice and I'm feeling – I have a friend who just has razzed me just relentlessly this season. And now that uh, his Washington Commanders are, are out of the game, I took advantage and said, uh, placed a bet with him. 
which was fifty dollars ten to one that the Bucks make the Super Bowl. Okay, and I think that was easy money, and I'll tell you why. Ooh, because if you look at the quarterbacks that are spearheading these teams, you got Jalen Hurts, good good quarterback, young guy. Yeah, something about the Eagles though that I just go, I don't know, man. I just feel like somebody could get them on any given Sunday. Number two seed is the San Francisco 49ers, right? Yeah. You got uh, seventh round, Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, spearheading this this team into the playoffs. Good defense, but uh, oh, Brock, Purdy's, uh, Brock Purdy's looking pretty. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Then you got the, uh, the, the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins. Yeah. As your quarterback. That guy's never choked in a gig in a big game. No, never. Never. <laughs> then you got Mr. Tom Brady. Mm. I would say he's done pretty good for himself over a period of time. And especially highly respected. In the playoffs. Highly respected. Yeah, people seem to like him. He's good. Then you got, uh, let's see, I don't even know. You got uh, Geno Smith, at quarterback. They're going to get got, trounced on, on, on Sunday. You got, um, who else is it? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. <laughs> Daniel Jones uh-huh. for the New York Giants. And then what's the last one? Who am I missing? Joe Burrow. No, oh, I'm yeah. talking the NFC. NFC. I think you got them all. No, I can't count. Yeah, I, that's only six. I can't I can't count. I can't think of this. Oh, Dak Prescott, duh. Dak Prescott. Oof. Who, as you mentioned, Dallas seems to not be playing their best football lately. It's a bad time. Dak Prescott's not having a great year as far as, uh, yeah. you know. So throw a lot of interceptions lately. Yeah. I'm just saying, out of those quarterbacks in the NFC, which one are you rolling with? I think. Oh they, yeah, you make a great point. Yeah, all I, day long. I think though, just it, it. I think it's clear this year that Brady though just can't do it on his own. Like you know, he's got to have help around him this year, and for whatever reason. But no, you make you make a very uh, compelling point there, I, Sir William. I also think that they've been running the ball. Now Johnny and I have fought about this. He says that this is not Tom's game plan. I think this was Tom's game plan the whole way. And all they wanted to do was make the playoffs, and they did. Now, is Tom Brady, now that every game it's one and done, is he going to hold the ball a little longer? Is he going to take some hits now, knowing that the alternative is he goes home? I think so. And I think if he holds that ball a quarter of a second longer in many occasions,